0: Good morning, everyone. You know, we've been doing our series, When God, and the one we're going to do today is when God seems late. When God seems late. I'm not sure if you can relate to that in any kind of way. I don't know, students, if you're waiting for some kind of grant money to come through, a loan to come through, a money of your tuition, or you're not going to be able to get a class, or you're on a waiting list, and... You prayed about it and God just seems late and you're frustrated. I don't know if it comes to you need a job to pay some bills to get to a certain point and you just wait for that job and it's taking forever and God seems late. Maybe you're trying to make that car payment, about to get your car repoed and you're praying for a miracle. God seems late. You're about to get kicked out of your apartment, you got that mortgage payment. Oh, my Lord, don't you see the situation? I need your help now, now, now. God seems late. There's many different situations, I'm sure, in your own life you went through, and you may relate to that. A couple terrible tragedies listed in the United States, and I'm sure that people felt that at some point in time, I'm gonna list three. One is the Trump bombing at Oklahoma City Federal Building, Timothy McVeigh. Back in April 19, 1995, that caused the death of 168 people and the wounding of 680 people. Until 9-11, that was the greatest terrorist act on American soil. I'm sure people thought, God, don't you see this? Are you going to interact? Are you late? Are you not around? What's going on? Why did you allow such a tragedy to happen? Another was Hurricane Katrina, 2005. The flood of New Orleans, the coast of Mississippi, the death of more than 1,300 people. It was a big old story about Kanye West thinking that lateness was occurring, and that was that tragedy. And people might go, God, where are you? Why are you here? Why aren't you helping us? Can't you see this? Of course, the worst tragedy on American soil, September 11th, 2001. 3,000 Americans were killed that day. I'm sure people wonder, God, where were you? Did you not see what was going on? There's many situations, again, in your own life, or you apply the situation, you can say, where is God at? Is he late? Is he don't care what's going on? What we are going to do? We're going to look through the scriptures and apply to it. So in your own situation, if you felt like God was late and you didn't understand, or we can just look at tragedies of someone you know, a friend, a neighbor, a co-worker, or right here in America or in the world, something where, why is God not at He's he late Hopefully we can look through the scriptures here And they can give you an answer I believe it's good from time to time Just to do some good public reading So I'm going to read a lot from the scriptures today Hopefully you'll look at it You'll you enjoy it, you'll go back and look at it But hopefully God's word will speak louder than my word In this particular situation from the scriptures I'm going to end up reading from John 11 John chapter 11 Before I get there let's pray Father in heaven, you love us more than we can imagine. And God, you know the day we're born, and you know the day we're going to die. And your eyes are upon all things. And you're a mysterious God we don't completely understand. And there's times in our life we get frustrated because we're wanting you to act the way we want you to act. We want you to respond the way we want you to respond I pray from the scriptures today, God, we could get a closer knowledge of who you are, your nature, and how we should behave and think in certain situations that don't go our way, Father, to our understanding. Remove me out of the way, God, again, allow your word, your scriptures to speak louder than me, but let everyone know who you are when today is done. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We're going to read from John 11. Let's go. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. So the sisters sent word to Jesus Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it was God's glory, so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews tried to stone you, and yet you're going back. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble. For they see by this world's light. It's when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in a tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem. I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. Whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is coming to the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now, Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had, had met him. When the Jews had been with her, been, been with Mary in the house, covering her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. Jesus, then the Jews said, see how he loves him? But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of a blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there's a bad odor. He's been there four days. And Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of God? So he took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice. Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. In here, you hear the story of Lazarus dying. And in verse 4, it says, when he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. Nor is for God's glory that God's son may be glorified through it. They're telling Jesus ahead of time that Lazarus is sick. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, he's sick. And Jesus goes, this sickness will not end in death. situations in your life that is sickening to you it's driving you crazy you can't get no sleep you feel like you can't pray enough you feel like you can't hide enough you feel like you can't talk to enough people you can't get enough advice and you see doom in your situation and jesus can look at you and go hey it's not gonna end as bad as you think it's gonna be and you can think that is easy for you to say that's easy for you to say Understand that Jesus already knows the situation. He knows things that we don't know. He sees things that we don't see. Yet we think He's late. He's not there. He don't care. They told him He was sick, and yet He didn't go closer to the situation. He stayed where He was. Hurry up, Jesus, come on! Hurry, hurry! Pay my bill. This is my situation. This is sickening to me. This is going to end really bad. You don't really care. You don't care at all. This is sickening to me and you're making me wait. And you're late. And that's a sin. (laughs) Don't forget. Do not forget. Jesus didn't want to die on the cross. And he could have called angels to save him. He could have stopped it. And he did not. Was he late for his own situation? He knew something that we didn't know. He saw something that we didn't see. That was his own particular situation. Could that not be ours? Is it possible that your sickness situation will not end as bad as you think it will? Is it possible if you hang in there? There's a different story. There's a different ending than the one that you're creating. It's not the one that the master has written. It's not the one that the master's in control of. He's in control. You're the one that's (laughs) sick. Verse 33 to 35. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews that come along with her also weeping. He was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. You know, in the teens, if I ask them for, do memory scripture. <laughs> this is the most popular one. Jesus wept. But you can see that Jesus is deeply moved by the situation. You can think that he's late. You can think that he's not, he don't care and he's not there. But he's actually deeply moved by these situations. He really is. He knows exactly what you're going through. It's not like he's blind to it, he sees. And he sees your heart and he's moved by it. But if you just go away from the short memory scripture of Jesus' wept, if you look closely at it, Look again at verse thirty-three. It says, "When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews that come along with her, also weeping, he was deeply moved spirit in spirit and trouble. Where have they laid him?" He asked. "Come and see, Lord," replied. And Jesus wept. The people there are weeping over the situation. They're weeping. Weeping is loud expressions of grief, or as if there's no hope. Jesus moved by the situation, but he didn't weep. Jesus wept. What, what that is more of a shed of a tear. It's more of not all the deeply losing of hope. To try to give you a situation, have you ever seen an emotional movie? And the movie really moved you? I don't know if any of you guys watch a movie, the movie theater, and as you watch a movie, you're, oh! Ah! movies, what the guys do, they kind of look around, sitting see like about looking, <coughs> you wept, you didn't weep at the movies, you wept, if you seen the movie before, you already know how it's going to end, so you're not weeping, you might have wept. Or if you didn't see the movie, you figure the outcomes will be okay because it's a movie. There's some kind of control there. You're not going to weep. Jesus didn't weep. He wept. He was able to feel the emotion, but he didn't go crazy like everyone else did because he knows it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Jesus wept. He didn't weep. There's a reason they put that in there. Everything in the Bible, you, look, you know, why did they even put that there? If you dive a little deeper, you might say, wait, why would you even put that Jesus wept? So they can know that he does understand, but he's not gonna go crazy and cry like you're crying. He knows that's better ending there. He already knows. What do you do at a movie? Do you weep, or do you wept? These wept at these situations. If you look at verse thirty-eight, Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Again, here. Jesus is moved once more. If you'll pause for a second and think about the situation that you're going through. It's sickening to you. You feel like God is late. You feel like he's not there. He don't care. He's more in tune with your situation than you are. Right here, talk about how moved he is. He loves you like sons and daughters. What's, what parent is going to see their kid crying, your little baby? Right away, they say, come on, let the baby be. Oh, no. Let me see why my baby's crying. If your kid's not happy, you're right there. You think God doesn't care about our situations? He's our father. He's deeply moved. He's deeply into him. He's touched. If you don't believe that, you'll listen to a voice that's telling you how bad God is, and that's Satan. Jesus is deeply moved by your situation. He is touched by your situations. But what ends up happening here? He gets to the situation that everyone is weeping over, and finally, the stone is put there this should be the end now I see Jesus you are way late we thought when he was sick you could have came but no you're late we thought when he was taking his last breath you would have came but no you're late maybe while we're wrapping the cloth around him maybe you're sure but no you're late but it's over now the stone is there this obstacle cannot be overcome when that's when Jesus shows up understand he's not late he's right on time not late, he is right on time. Because when the obstacle seems hopeless, when it seems done, when it's like, wait a minute, it takes a miracle for this one to be fixed. That's when Jesus shows up. That's when you see him do the miraculous. That's when you're ready to say master. That's when you're ready to fall on your knees and praise God. That's when you're not going to rely on your own strength. You're going to look and say, there's something greater than me and I just didn't understand. I just didn't get it. He wasn't there when I called, but he's always on time. Verse 40, Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Did he not tell you? Did he not tell you? What is your situation you're going through right now? What is it? You think God's late? Do You think he don't care? Do you just see the worst thing happening in your situation? Are you weeping and going crazy? It's the only thing you think about. You can't even wake up in the morning, have a quiet time and pray. You're late for church. You're arguing with your roommates and your spouse. You're not doing the things you're supposed to do because you can't let go because you can't bleed? because you can't trust because you think God's late. Did he not tell you, did he not tell you that if you believe you'll see the glory? You'll see something that you did not understand. I'm going to finish in chapter 11, verse 44. It says, when he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out, the dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. Is it not possible in your situation that could be a Lazarus? Something come out of it that you didn't even spent, Something miraculous out of your situation? You're crying about your schoolwork, about this grant or something come through, and maybe they say, You know, you got like even a bigger grant, or somebody like gave money to pay for your thing. Like, Whoa, I didn't see it coming. God is good. God worked it out. Maybe you got evicted or get kicked out. Maybe you shouldn't be living in that situation anyway. And God put you in a better situation. Maybe you cried about a job you didn't get. And God gave you a better job anyway. Maybe you cried about whatever it is. is. it not possible a Lazarus can come out of that situation? is it not possible? Even in those great American tragedies. I'm sure at Oklahoma City there was somebody that said, I was just about to go in that building and I got a phone call and I didn't go in. Couldn't that not be a Lazarus situation when that person goes, my goodness, I could have died, and not because I did not, I want to do this for God. Couldn't in 9-11, somebody could have thought that they were going to build it, and they didn't? Maybe somebody survived it. There's always going to be a Lazarus in your situations. In Romans, the Bible says God works for the good of those who love him. He works for the good. Even in your bad situation that you're sick over, that you're crying over, that you don't understand, that you that God is late. God is working for the good. God is deeply moved. God cares. Look for the Lazarus in the situation. But when the gray clothes come off, what happens? At some point in time, you just got to let go. You got to let go and let God. God, I'm just going to put my trust in you. I don't see things you see. I don't understand things you say. I've been putting this to the point where it's almost like deafening for me. Uh, like I, I feel like I'm going to die. I'm going to let go. Let Lazarus go and life moved on. We don't have all these monuments for Lazarus or Lazarus day. We moved on. You moved on from the situation. because God works. But who do you become in your situation? Do you weep or do you wept? I don't know if that's right kind of English. <laughs> but is it weep or wept for you? Honestly, think about yourself. When bad things happen, do you more weep or more like, you know what? Anthony wept. Sheldon, he wept. You know, D- uh, EJ, he wept. Or you're a weeper. And everybody goes, oh, my goodness, that person's struggling at church today. They're weeping. Put that person aside pray for that person. Tell them to look for Lazarus. Where is your faith? In here it says, God says, if you believe, did I not tell you? You're going to see my glory? You're going to see something great? You're going to see something good come out of the situation? Where is your faith? All you do, you just believe it's all sick, it's all bad, and God is all late. It will be amazing if you hang it out the right way and you really trust God and you wait for God to work, someone would love to hear your story that, man, this bad thing was happened. I struggled in my faith, I prayed about it, I decided I'm going to trust God, and this happened. Is it possible that somebody who really don't believe in God, accuses God of bad things, looks at bad situations and thinks there's no hope, they hear your story, and because of that, they go, wow. You know what? I think I want to give this God thing a try. Because this is a pitiful the way I'm living anyway. If we do it, look at our situation the right way. Because even as Christians, God didn't baptize us and then thought it's gonna be all rainbows and blue skies, no bad things gonna happen. To the day we die, we're gonna have good days and we're gonna have bad days. That's just the way it is. You're not gonna get baptized and it's gonna go up, 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 and everything's gonna be wonderful. trusting God and when it brings you back up you'll say thank you God and you let somebody hear about that testimony that you don't, you don't choose God of wrongdoing you don't choose God of being late you don't choose God of being bad that you trust God and good will come out of it God bless you church I hope that you see your situation and you see hope in it's so that God's glory will be revealed God bless you